Now we're still uh, dealing on the seed, praise God, the seed principle. We're starting from the book of Luke, Luke chapter 8 and verse 9. I would start it from the very, very beginning. Verse 4. And when much people were gathered together and were come to him out of every city, he spake by a parable. A sower went out to sow his seed, and as he sowed, some fell by the wayside, and it was trodden down, and the fowls of the air devoured it. And some fell upon a rock, and as soon as it was sprung up, it withered away, because it lacked moisture. And some fell among thorns, and the thorns sprang up with it and choked it. And the other fell on good ground and sprang up and bare fruit a hundredfold. And when he had said these things, he cried, He that hath ears to hear, let him hear. So when you um, look at it this way, especially when you look at um, verse 8, it says, And the other fell on good ground and sprang up and bare fruit a hundredfold. And when he had said these things, he cried, he that had ears to hear, let him hear. So looking at it this way, you would just think it fell on the ground. And because the ground was good, um, it began to bear fruit. Praise the Lord Jesus. But that is not exactly what you will find when he began to expound on the meaning or of the mystery of the parable. Jesus actually began to talk about it from a different perspective and let people see what he was actually doing. Verse 9, And his disciples uh, asked him, saying, What might this parable be? And he said, Unto, unto you it is given to know the mysteries of the kingdom of God, but unto others in parables, that seeing they might not see, and hearing they might not understand. Now the parable is this. The seed is the word of God. So he lets us know that this sower went out to sow some seed. And the seed he is sowing is the word of God. He says, and those by the wayside are they that hear, then cometh the devil and take it away the word out of their hearts, lest they should believe and be saved. They on the rock are they which when they hear, receive the word with joy, these have no root which for a while believe, and in time of temptation fall away. That is when trial, all right, comes on account of the word of God, they fall away. This is and that which fell among tongues are they which when they have heard go forth and are choked with cares and riches and pleasures of this life and bring no fruit to perfection. Let's look at Matthew chapter 13 and verse 19. Verse 19 says, And when anyone heareth the word of the kingdom and understandeth it not, then cometh the wicked one, the devil, and catcheth away that which was sown in his heart. This is he which received the seed by the wayside. Hallelujah. So the seed actually is meant for our hearts. It's not just our minds. Hallelujah. We should think about it. We should receive it and make it our own opinion. 
The word of God should become the opinion of every believer. You cannot be a Christian and hold an opinion that is inconsistent with the word of God. It means that there is no root in you. You don't really know what it's about. We are children of God, born of God, in the kingdom of God, and ought to hold the same opinion that God holds. Otherwise, we are not walking with God, or we cannot walk with God. In Amos chapter 3, verse 3, the Bible says, Can two walk together except they be agreed? You and I cannot walk with God except we agree with him. It's vital that we understand that so that God doesn't say one thing and you as a child of God supports something totally different. And you're saying that the days of the Bible were those days where we're living now. What you're saying is ridiculous. Why is that ridiculous? You know, God is eternal, which means that he dwells outside of time. Meaning also that he has seen the beginning and the end. So whatever he said or says is good for all time. He knows what's going to happen a hundred years from now. And so what he said covers that. Hallelujah. Verse 14. And that which fell among thorns are they which when they have heard go forth and are choked with the cares of this life. Now verse 15 says, but that on good ground are they which in an honest and good heart having heard the word, having heard the word, they heard the word, they keep it. Having heard the word, keep it and bring forth fruit with patience. So they hear the things of God, they take it with them, they take it seriously, they meditate upon it, they build their lives based on the word of God. That is when the word becomes fruitful. If you don't do it that way, the word will not become fruitful in your life. It has to be number one, final authority in your life for it to work. Amen. Now, let's go and set our eyes on verse 11. Now, the parable is this. The seed is the word of God. Is that this word is a seed. Seeds, as we know them, need to be planted to be able to grow and produce fruit. And the kind of seed you sow is the kind of seed you will reap. Praise the Lord. Galatians chapter 6 says to us, Be not deceived. God is not mocked. For whatsoever a man soweth, that shall he also reap. If you sow stupid, you will reap stupid. If you sow righteousness, you will reap righteousness. If you're fond of fighting all the time, you're going to have people who will fight with you. If you're, if, you, if, you, if you're fond of, you know, lying all the time, people will lie to you. In fact, when they tell you the truth, you will not believe it because you're fond of lying, and so you would rather believe a lie. Whatever you sow, when you sow good things, you will reap good things in life. And God teaches us these things that we may be careful. 
not to do some things. Praise the Lord. So God expects seeds are in forms, all right? And the seed has something to do with the harvest that you want to reap. We, if you're born again, you've given your life to Christ, if you're a member of the commonwealth of Israel, your citizenship is in heaven. You're a citizen of heaven, a, a, a partaker of the commonwealth of God's kingdom. Hallelujah. You are a joint heir with Jesus Christ. And so everything belongs to you. But you need to know what belongs to you. And you need to know how to possess it. So that you may possess it. And live well. Praise the Lord. Now there was this also another gentleman. He was, he was uh, in those days when you go by boat only. There were no airlines and stuff like that. And he was going to England. And so the gentleman paid for his ticket. And then he sat. Um, whenever they're eating, he sits away. He had some biscuits that he had and cheese. And he would be nibbling on the thing. And that was what he was eating throughout the journey. So two days before they arrived in England, uh, the, 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 the shipmaster or the captain or whatever went to him and said, dude, why, why is it that we're eating and you're not joining us to eat? So the man said, oh, I only had enough money to buy the ticket. I did not have enough money to, to buy the food. And they said, oh, you missed it. When you paid for the ticket, you paid for all the meals. Hallelujah. Every child of God is supposed to be well provided for. Every child of God. Hallelujah. There is no child of God that is supposed to be in want. Psalm 23, verse 1. The Lord is my shepherd, I shall not want. If you don't know that, you can hear it, be aware it exists, but you don't know, you don't have it working for you. The word of God works. The word of God works. It is seed. It needs to be planted first in the tablet of your heart. It needs to be written there, sown there, so that it will begin to produce. Your human spirit, when it is ignited by the word of God, can produce what the word talks about in this world. Hallelujah. Whatever enters your heart, enters your life. This is why meditation in the word of God is vital. What does that mean? To intake that word and make it your own. To the point where you believe it. It means it has entered your life. You must become persuaded that that word is yours. Now, the word of God, we talked about elements concerning the word of God, the fact that it cannot return void. And God is at the back of his word. God has highly exalted his word above his own name. The word of God, the Bible says, cannot be broken. The scriptures cannot be broken. If God said it, will he not do it? He says, my covenant will I not break. Don't alter that which has gone out of my lips. It's a covenant that he has made. 
and he's not going back on it. So when God says in his word, he says, casting all your cares upon him, for he careth for you. What do you do? When you come into a situation and things don't seem to be going right and you've been carrying, you've been worrying about it, you've been going up and down and all, what does God expect you to do? Take the thing, go to God and say, Father, I'm, I've been concerned about blah, this, 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 that, 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 in the place of prayer. Lord, I bring it to you. I hand it over to you. He said, casting all your care upon him for he careth for you. Worrying is not going to solve anything. So take it, put it in his hands. The Lord is my shepherd, I shall not want. When those thoughts are coming, everything is coming. You know, things are coming. You know, hitting your mind. The devil saying, what are you going to do now? You're finished. You're wiped out. There's no hope. Where are you going? So no, the Lord is my shepherd. I shall not want. I'm the redeemed of the Lord. You know, that word redemption includes with it the fact that God is obligated to bring you and I out of trouble. We belong to him. Jesus obtained an eternal redemption for us. So what do I need to do? I need to go into the word of God and find out where the seeds I need to plant for where I'm going. You come from a family, maybe they don't live so long. And you're, you know, looking at it all the time. People are saying, okay, once you're, 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 you're 30, you're going to go the way of Uncle, Uncle Jonathan and Uncle, you know, uh, 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 Benia or whatever the person's name is and all of that. And the time is drawing near. What should you do? Take the seed of the word of God and plant it. Plant it into the soil of your heart. In Exodus chapter 23, from verse 25, it says, Ye shall serve the Lord your God, and he shall bless thy bread and thy water, and I will take sickness away from the midst of thee. There shall nothing cast their young, nor be barren in the land. The number of thy days I will fulfill. This is seed for longevity of life. Longevity of life. I will use it and go to God and take long life by force. You know, sometimes you may come across ministers who say, oh, oh yeah, it's written there, but has God said that's what he wants to do for you? If it is written, it belongs to you and I. If your eyes can see it, the Bible says it is the glory of God to conceal a matter, but it's the glory of kings to search out a matter. When we search it out, when we find it, it belongs to us. Then we take it by force. Hallelujah. Jesus said something. He said, from the time of John the Baptist, even until now, the kingdom of heaven suffered violence. And the violent take it by force. They take it by force. And I was asking myself a question. How many people were operating from John the Baptist to himself? Can, can we see the amplified version of this scripture? It says, from the days of John the Baptist until the present time, the kingdom of heaven has endured violent assault 
and violent men seize it by force as a precious prize. A share in the heavenly kingdom is sought with most ardent zeal and intense exertion. So when God says to you that the number of your days I will fulfill, they shall not cast the young, nor be barren in the land. I go and I take the scriptures and I begin to put it inside my system. I begin to meditate upon the word of God. I begin to talk to myself about the word. I begin to reason the word of God. I begin to change my mind from what it used to be to a new way of thinking. That is how the supernatural occurs. I begin to meditate. I begin to talk about it to myself. Hallelujah. Glory be to God. He said when you sit down in your home, you should talk about it. When that lies down, talk about it. When you walk around, talk about it. Hallelujah. Praise the Lord Jesus. Amen. He says, and thou shalt teach them diligently unto thy children, and shalt talk of them when thou sittest in thine house, and when thou walkest by the way, and when thou liest down, and when thou risest up. Hallelujah. All right, somebody's wondering, why should I be doing this? Now, you know, when you're under pressure, that the enemy is trying to convince you you're going down. That's when you ought to take the word of God. You can go to somewhere where there's nobody there and begin to plant the word. You say, ah, 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 I cannot be poor. God never made me to be poor. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. My bills are paid. They are paid and on time and on time. They are paid. A number of my days, God will fulfill it. God will fulfill my days. Hallelujah. They shall not cast the young. Especially you're a man and you're wondering, you know, when you're single, the devil's going to be trying to talk to you sometimes. I say, look, are you sure you're going to have kids? Are you sure? I said, I will have kids. I will have boys. And I'll have girls. Now, in my mind, my mind was saying, are you sure? <laughs> By what you're saying. And the more my, the more thoughts attacked my mind, the more I stood upon the word of God. Now let's go back to that scripture where it says men take it by force. The violent take it by force. Hallelujah. So you see something there. It's so vital. Hallelujah. Because you're going to talk your way out of where you are. A fool's mouth is his destruction. His lips are the snare of his soul. A wise man, mouth, a man's mouth, will be what? His victory. His lips will set, the bound, they, they, they set him free from every snare of the adversary. Hallelujah. Now let's go back, Matthew chapter 11. So whatever it is that I'm looking for from God is the seed that I'm going to sow. It says, and from the days of John the Baptist until the present time, the kingdom of heaven has endured violent assault and violent men seize it by force as a precious price. A share in the heavenly kingdom is sought with most ardent zeal and intense exertion. So I'm talking about it. I'm sitting down. I'm talking about it. As long as the pressure is on your mind, do you know why you can talk about it? Because you're authorized to use the word of God. 
Now, if the unbeliever steals the logos of God and tries to use it, it will not work. What will happen is that the enemy is going to slap it out of their mouths. You remember the seven sons of Sceva that wanted to cast out devils in the name of uh, uh, Jesus whom Paul preached? And the devil said, Paul I know, Jesus I know, but who are you? And the demon pounced on them and tore their clothes. Hallelujah. And so when you, when you want to use, when you're born again, you are in the covenant, you are authorized to stand upon the promises of God's word. You hear people talking about standing on the word of God. Some of you know, have ever heard that? Somebody standing on the word. Say, stand on the word. We tell you, stand on the word. Some people are wondering, what does it mean to stand on the word? Some put their Bibles down and stand on it. That's not what we're talking about. It means lay claims to the covenant. Hallelujah. Lay claims to the covenant. And we do it with words. Hallelujah. We do this thing with words. In Philemon chapter, chapter 1 verse 6, it says that the communication of thy faith may become effectual by the acknowledging of every good thing which is in you in Christ Jesus. Now it says that the communication of your faith might become energized by you acknowledging what God has done for you in Christ Jesus. It does not become energized when you don't talk about it.